Hello. Welcome back to Learn from a Layman. I'm Carl Christensen. Back again with Cameron Christensen and Tim, the logical fallacy cox. That's right. Very few have achieved fallacious logicalhood like I have. Oh, my. That's quite the uh, beginning of the podcast. Um, <laughs> I think you just made up a word, which is not actually a logical fallacy. It's just a linguistic uh, anomaly. So. A linguistic coup d'etat, as the French would say. <laughs> I don't appreciate that type of language. <laughs> um, okay, or so today, <laughs> that ty- uh, today our, our podcast is going to be on logical fallacies. So um, we're going to discuss, and you can find lots of lists of log- well, logical fallacies all over the internet. Um, so our list is by no means exhaustive, uh, but we'd like to just go through a few of them that we found uh, interesting and or common things that can help you um, recognize uh, issues in logic, uh, both uh, in conversation with other people. Though I don't recommend this as a way to like, uh, you know, pass time at parties because you kind of um, become a bit of a, a buzzkill. <laughs> But uh, it is useful to know. (laughs) Right. Uh, If I can just point out on a serious note, and sorry, this is the English teacher and me talking, but this is actually a really valuable topic because poor logic is so commonly used in both mainstream media and, you know, social media. And so just understanding the basics of like logical fallacies I agree with you. You you'd probably don't want to just drop that on someone if they're using a logical fallacy, but it'll help you to kind of navigate all the madness of information in the world and, and keep an even keel. Right. Yeah, I feel like it really helps you. It's just kind of basic rules of, of how to make sure that when you're writing or making an argument uh, verbally that that you're connecting the dots. Right. You want uh, you want to play dot to dot, not uh, scribble. Um and so uh, this is a way to m- ensure that your argument follows at least some, some basic rules. Now, this I like the ideal that scrabble, just so you know. <laughs> right. Uh, the g- general idea, obviously, here behind lo- so logic is, you know, uh, reason um, and reason according to a particular uh, reasoning, according to a particular set of principles. Um, and so you want to be able to. M- boil your reasoning and your your arguments down to kind of mathematical equation almost it's never going to be quite the same but um this should hopefully help you recognize uh issues in in your formula i guess and and recognize when other people are also using logical fallacies against you so let's uh with that said let's dive in um Tim, if you want to kick us off here, give us a, a logical fallacy that either bothers you or that you particularly like employing. Sure. Let's go with my good old favorite, post hoc ergo propter hoc. Bless you. Which, thank you. Hey, this <laughs> and is it's, no, no Latin the, here. <laughs> that's right. This is the logical fallacy of using la- long Latin phrases to make yourself sound smart. Ah, good. That's why we had Mick on last week. Um, E pluribus unum. Oh, my goodness. It's just overkill of smarts here. Uh, (laughs) So, so, uh, really, 
what this means is um, I think it's like after this, then that or something or after this, therefore that I, I don't know. But the idea that uh, assuming causation and we see this actually happens all the time, things that um, well, here's a, a simple example. Um, I, uh, I washed my car and then it rained, um, you know, dang it. I shouldn't have washed my car. I made it rain, you know, <laughs> and, and that's a humorous one that we'll sometimes use. Um, what happens is sometimes we just happen to notice it when it happens. We don't notice all the times I washed my car and it didn't rain. Um, but that that one time out of ten where I washed my car and it did rain, well, I I remember that one. I noticed that one. That was the inconvenient one, and it sticks in my mind. And while that's a harmless example, you know, I guess the, the worst that would happen is you would stop washing your car. Um, th- this can be applied in all sorts of more harmful ways. For example. Um, uh, people attributing, uh, say, a certain condition like or, or disease to a certain event, even when there's no Are you uh, talking about, uh, evidence to back it up. And autism. I will let you decide what where this logical fallacy can or may not be applied. But the bottom line is we as as humans we look for purpose we look for meaning and we look for causation and sometimes we we're very good at putting a cause um connecting a cause when it's actually just a random occurrence um and and therefore you just want to be real careful when you're attribute, attributing causation yeah i think that's a really good point and i believe also it, it harkens back a little bit to our statistics podcast we did i don't know a month oh, or two yeah. ago um because it's really uh, you you really want correlation to be causation um but it's not so uh it, it's something that yeah happens a lot you got to be careful and generally just uh, recognize that in a complicated world finding a particular cause for a complicated event is uh Nigh into impossible. You can uh, trip, you can find some causes, but uh, usually things are just multifaceted. Um, yeah, you know, and that's a good thing to bring up. We do this all the time in politics, right? We we, for example, the who, whatever party the sitting president is, the opposing party is going to saddle all sorts of um, you know, of events on that president and anything bad is the president's fault and the the sitting party is going to settle all the good things and this is what the president's doing uh, whereas most of it i i submit is actually you know not outside of the bounds of the president's power and um but but we attribute causation in this case it's politically motivated everyone's trying to make hay one way or the other um, but even if you're not, it's human nature to to see connections, um, even when it's not really that easy to establish. So you just always want to be asking yourself, is there really good evidence for this one thing causing this other thing? Um, right. Yep. Yeah. Yep, for sure. And, and yeah, so the way to kind of avoid that is, uh, well, I mean, statistics can help, but also just um, trying to, to logic through. Uh, what, uh, how one could be connected to the other, and realizing mm-hmm. that they, it might not be the full, the full picture. 
Well, going back to your original statement, I try to wash my car every week so it will rain. <laughs> that, that's uh, right. Good. That's because yeah. I live in a desert, so I like it. <laughs> that's right. And get get your rain stick out too. Shake it around a bit. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Good. It does not work. No, not yet. But if, uh, of course, it does cause it. So just continue. That's um, right. Okay. Uh, that is a good one. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Cameron, do you have a logical fallacy that you'd like to regale us with? Uh, yeah. Um, Tim. Actually, Tim, good, thank you. That's a good one. <laughs> I really appreciate that. So a lesser-known um, logical fallacy. Yes, the Tim fallacy, uh, yes. also known as the straw man fallacy, which Tim oh. tried to make the post hoc, whatever, um, to the same thing. But uh, <laughs> hey, the, are you fallacying my logical fallacy? I, I am saying that you're trying to combine two different fallacies. That's probably a fallacy in itself, actually. It's, uh, <laughs> So the straw man says this move overly simplifies an opponent's viewpoint and then attacks the hollow argument. And an example would be people who don't support the proposed minimum state minimum wage increase hate the poor. So obviously people that are opposed to the state minimum wage don't hate poor people. They probably have other... Um, reasons for it maybe they own small businesses and increasing minimum wage hurts small business owners more than it hurts uh, you know large corporations for things like that so there's obviously there's more into it people just don't hate the poor so really what we need to do is just make all our government officials that make policies live off of the national minimum wage so then we can all live at the same wage Oh, good. I'm glad that we have a, um, a solution. <laughs> so uh, there, there's the solution to the straw man. But yeah, anyway. Okay. Uh, so yeah. The, so the straw man, general. So uh, you already stated it, but just yeah, you're 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 making a straw man. That's that's the reason. Uh, so you're making someone that doesn't exist, and you're attacking said straw man. Yes. So. Much like my rhetoric at the end is a very <laughs> straw man rhetoric. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's a one that you see quite a quite frequently. Essentially, someone will take your point and twist it, and or misrepresent it, and and then attack it. And you're like, that's not actually at all what I said, or what I meant uh, when I said so, such and such. So, and th this is often done by taking things to the extreme, like over, you know, over ex applying or or uh, you know taking an argument way past what they are actually advocating. Agreed. Yes. Right. Right. Okay. Um, my turn. I'm going to do, um, well, I've got a couple here I was looking at. Let's do uh, the uh, appeal to authority. Ooh. <clears throat> so appeal to authority, once again, one that you'll hear frequently. Um, <clears throat> and, a lot and, of doctors and, like this logical fallacy. <laughs> right, exactly. If you can say, uh, Dr. So-and-so says my weight loss uh, scheme uh, works, therefore you should buy my, uh, you know, uh, magical pills, um, you know, you now appeal to Dr. So-and-so, right? And and that's uh, part of the problem, right? Uh, or, um, you know, uh, Kim Kardashian says that, you know, 
everyone should buy this uh, handbag and therefore everyone must buy this handbag. Um, okay, that might not be a good example because authority is very strong, a strong word for who she is. But, um, you know, just someone that has uh, some type of qualification uh, and or, uh, you know, established reputation in a particular area and you can therefore appeal to often it's credentials so like we said a doctor um maybe it's um, obviously a political office or um you know a number of other different scenarios a teacher um they say oh teacher uh, you know professor so-and-so said this and therefore um and so uh it's it can be useful uh to have you know, someone to cite, but that's different than um, saying uh, just that, you know, one instance of a, of a, an authority or two instances of authority should, can actually necessarily establish that the claim, the claim is logical, right? It still doesn't follow that even though Dr. So-and-so said it, it, it works, that my diet pills work, uh, I still need to go through the uh, the logic and the, the the science of establishing that my pills actually work and laying out the case for why they would work and how they work, as opposed to just saying Dr. So-and-so, parenthetically, who I paid a million dollars to say this, uh, close parentheses, says that they work, right? Um, so that's kind of uh, one of the ways that, the, that you can be misled by these appeals to authority. People have ulterior, ulterior motives or, or if you just find one, let's not call them a whack job or a kook, but someone that has a slightly out of the norm uh, way of approaching reality. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that I, doesn't, uh, doesn't establish your argument. Cameron. I'm just going to say that any uh, pill or something that you see on late night TV, you should probably think that it's not going to work <laughs> no matter how much you, they are telling you that it will. Well, no, no it, I, I tried that once cause I had a cold and within two weeks I was better. So it worked. Well, you know, the cold only lasts for like two weeks. So to be, to uh, be fair, Cameron said the, the, you just said is a bit of, um, Hasty generalization, another logical fallacy. Ooh. Uh, um, I, I would, I would agree that it is a bit of a hasty generalization, but let's let's be honest that late night info <laughs> commercials are on late, late night this for is, a reason. Yes. Well, this is my long experience. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. Um. Okay. So that's uh, that's mine. Tim. Next. Okay. And can I put in one more little plug on um, appeal to authority? This um, can be more than just, you know, traditional authority. Um, it can also be employed, for example, likability. Um, you, right. you get like Kim a, Kardashian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and, and any charismatic figure, Warren Buffett, uh, Michelle Obama. Tom Hanks. Um, Tom Hanks. There you go. And. Now, the good news is a lot of times people will actually uh, employ this fallacy in a positive way. Um, you know, the, uh, and you'll see celebrities and people who who have that leverage, you know, uh, espouse a good cause or whatever. But just, you know, keep in mind that that is, you know, it's it's um, not it's not cold, hard logic that is is backing up what they're saying. Um, and if they're outside of their field of expertise. Then you know it. You know you might just just give it consideration when you're when you're um, thinking about um, 
you know, your opinions or supporting a cause or, or doing something based off of what someone says just because of who they are. Yep. Yep. For sure. All right. Okay. Tim. My, my next one is the either or fallacy, which, um, I, uh, and I'm going to bring this up on a specifically political, um, in a political way. for my example, we, um, the, there's a lot of talk about how the American uh, social and political landscape has become increasingly polarized um, recently. And that polarization really is a fertile uh, soil for this logical fallacy to spring up. And I'll find all the time, it's, it's funny, um, I, I, it's probably okay for me to acknowledge that I'm a moderate conservative. Um, for our international audience, that would mean that I, um, well, I tend toward the Republican side, if that helps in, in American politics. But um, the bottom line is, I, I sometimes will talk to my um, more conservative friends. And because I don't, um, I don't share maybe their opinion about a certain event or a certain topic, they automatically kind of cast me as an opponent it's you're with us or you're against us kind of reasoning um you see this a lot of times when things get combative in a debate or an argument um you see this on hot button issues where the people who are taking up all the bandwidth of the discussion can only see things in a stark black and white it's you're either this or this um at the very least, they, they will only acknowledge middle ground with disdain. Um, so if you ever find yourself doing that or, or in that situation, you can recognize it for what it is. Um, I think, again, it's human nature. We tend to, uh, we want to categorize things and therefore we look to, we are naturally simplifying situations. And um, so it's, and binary categorization is, is an easy thing to do. Um, but we often sacrifice recognizing the nuance and the complexity of a situation by going into the either or fallacy. Right. The, one, one example that I can't claim as my own, I, I looked it up, but uh, an example is we can either stop using cars or destroy the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, right. and it just the it's a pretty darn complex question that has been been neatly divided into two sides um yeah logical fallacy yeah yeah so the logically you should be able to work through yeah work through um the uh, the issue in a complex manner and yeah this kind of simplifies it boils it down to uh, red team or blue team right so yeah well i mean i think we can also say maybe this is a hasty generalization maybe not um when elections are near we all tend to polarize ourselves a little bit um and and the media certainly wants us to yeah we recognize yeah we we, i mean we recognize this in i think in politics but there are other ways in which this exists these types of things happen too right uh anything where you have uh an interest in the outcome anywhere where your emotions are involved you are mm-hmm. usually uh, tending toward uh, uh, with us or against us mentality, 
Um, if, and the whole idea, of obviously, of logical reasoning is that you should be able to take yourself out of the situation and, and uh, you know, ascertain truth as opposed to saying, oh, it's my way or the highway. So, so we should all become constitutionalists or libertarians. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's uh... Either that or we're evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, what that brings us to another one. Um, that would be a moral equivalence fallacy. Mm. So the it's fallacy like that, that a can... logical fallacy buffet <laughs> going up on plate for the third round. <laughs> a fallacy that compares minor misdeeds to major atrocities, um, su- suggesting that both are equally immoral. Um, and the thing that I am reading gives the Thing, the parking attendant who gave me a ticket is bad as Hitler. Obviously, the parking attendant is nowhere near as bad as Hitler because Hitler was a very evil man and got people to do very evil acts. You got a ticket because you did something wrong, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's Except the... for the one time where I was actually asleep in the car when they put the parking ticket on the windshield. That's not okay. <laughs> that is a good. That is a good story. I tell that one often, Tim. You should. Uh, I guess that that is most of the story you've already told our podcast listeners. You were you're literally just sleeping at uh, in your car on campus at the university, and uh, after having dropped off Matt, I believe, right somewhere. Yes, and ironically, waiting to appeal a parking ticket for when my <laughs> car had died. <laughs> That's uh, how they get you. I think we can honestly say at most universities where there is parking issues, the parking attendant is always a demonized individual. I think that is not a hasty generalization or an ad hominem. Mary, uh, all right, yeah, that's another good one, and that story is one of my favorites because <laughs> it is truly spiteful and very representative of how what sleep. All, how sleep almost ruin, ruined your college career, Tim. That's right, multiple times. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, other stories for a future podcast. Um, <laughs> okay, let me move on to now the, uh, I'm going to do the appeal to ignorance. Um, I don't this know one, about that one. And you wouldn't, would you? <laughs> uh, Wait, that's I'm the ignorant. Please appeal to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um Generally, the idea there is that if we we don't know such and such, therefore such and such. Okay, so let's take a a, a current scenario. We don't know, uh, you know, what uh, the effects of the coronavirus are long term. Therefore, everyone must wear masks. Or this is how you know it's a uh, appeal to ignorance or a logical fallacy. Uh, we don't know the long term effects of coronavirus. Therefore, you don't need to wear a mask. Uh, uh, if, if the out if the outcome can be drawn independent of what uh, of the ignorant state the, the statement of ignorance that you just said, um, obviously you're you're not really saying anything. So, um, but yeah, that idea is that okay, we don't know this thing, therefore my conclusion, right? Or therefore my this this claim. Um, you know, the idea that uh, we have UFOs or that we have never proved that UFOs exist, therefore they are real, or therefore they are not real. Um, uh, they are real. <laughs> well, in as much as unidentified flying objects uh, is a term for anything in the air that we're unfamiliar with, uh, I agree. 
but okay. uh, okay. whether or not they're fly, fly, flown by ET or the guys from um, uh, some other uh, anyway, whatever. Uh, it's yeah. one of the aliens from coast to coast. Yeah, you know, one of those <laughs> other alien species. Um, but yeah, the, the appealing to ignorance saying, oh, we don't know such and such, therefore my argument, therefore my conclusion. Um, so that's the appeal to ignorance. Tim, next Very one. Very nice. Have we done ad hominem yet? I don't think so. No. No, I don't believe so. I know you mentioned it, or one of you mentioned it. Oh, it's really okay, yeah. stupid. <laughs> You're right. I'll just stop now. <laughs> no, a good example. Ad hominem is a way of deflecting an argument or attention to an argument by attacking the uh, the person giving the argument. And we actually see this a ton in politics. And I'm sorry that I'm using politics, but just I keep getting these super annoying mailers and seeing these commercials on, you know, on TV and whatnot using ad hominem. I I was going to say every debate, the stump speech is usually in ad hominem. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. No doubt. Um, But but yeah, attacking the um, now. And I mean, not to say that there is not a place to discuss, for example, in politics, a candidate's character. Um, You know, it when when you're choosing who to vote for. But um, that needs to be in its place. That's a, a category. And but what you'll see is arguments about, oh, we, you know, how can so and so call for, you know, tax reform um, when they have, you know, they have three houses and blah, blah, blah. Um, it's an ad hominem uh, argument. They're totally ignoring the discussion of tax reform by by pointing out the uh the, the opponents you know say um unsavory business past or whatever and it's just they're two different things it's not that if they have some unsavory business dealings going on well certainly that's something that might merit attention but that does not address the legislation that they proposed which may or may not be meritorious um but it's a logical fallacy because they're they're not addressing the um, they're not addressing the actual argument, the actual topic. And I guess I guess I'm kind of bleeding into red herring here. I was going to say those were related, right? It's a, well, not necessarily, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose the the difference is ad hominem. It, we could we could probably say that ad hominem is a is a type of red herring. That right. goes after um, the opponent in order to deflect from the argument. And uh, red herring in general is any kind of um, deflection from the argument by bringing up something else that um, doesn't uh, that isn't related. So here's a good example of that. I don't believe our um, people representing our states actually care about us and want to get us this COVID relief because they um, pass their bill for their pay increase every year. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How can you trust our our representative so-and-so, you know, when they they say they want to give relief to 
yeah, to, to people suffering from the economic crisis when they voted to, yeah, to raise their pay. To yeah, raise there their you pay. Go. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, it's it's true. They did. They they got their uh, two or three percent increase that they do every year. I wish my job gave me a two or three percent increase every year. That'd be nice. Right. I would like to stay above inflation, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Cameron, did you have another one? Uh, sure. Why not? Um, well, we did that one. Ah, circular argument restates that the argument rather than the actual proving it. So, because Tim, all right, Tim is a good English teacher because he speaks effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, has that been proven? Yes. I'm neither. just saying, but my statement I know, I know. is circular. So, yes. I mean, just because yes. I say that, I mean, I'm not saying I truly believe you are good. It's not just because you speak well or have a good vocabulary. It's right. Right. It's like you're saying I, that person's a good leader because they can. Uh, they this person know is how. a good leader because they've been in office for so long or this yeah. person's, a, you know, been in different leading roles that doesn't make you a good leader i mean right right you could be a bad leader and been in charge of companies i mean let's take a look at uh one of those giant banking firms that freddie mac or whatever something like that Uh, sure Um, sure let's those people obviously were paid lots of money and were supposedly really good leaders but apparently they've been doing some shading in you know things that caught up and essentially destroyed their company or should have destroyed their company. So. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, that's Carl? a. Yes. Oh, yeah. sorry. I, I want to go out of order. Um, I'm taking next. Is that OK? How rude. You already stole two the last time you went. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, but but it, it follows so well on, on what Cameron was just saying. Fine. The, OK. But, All right. But I'm taking it out of your check. Dang it. <laughs> All right. Non sequitur. Uh, which means it does not follow. And uh, this is a logical fallacy where uh, something is presented as evidence or as support, even though it actually doesn't support the the argument being made. Um, I'll give you an example that I've been seeing a lot here in Arizona. We, We are suffering from a glut of politicians who, of pilot politicians. And so we've got all of these uh, people running for office who have have been pilots and um, generally in, in the military. And so and and of course, they're very proud of that. And that's a, a big selling point. And so you see in all of their um, campaign mailers and commercial and stuff, you always see pictures of them, you know, um, you know, in their helicopter or in their their plane or, or whatever um, in their space shuttle, actually, because uh, one of our aspiring uh, senators is uh, was actually a NASA astronaut. And so and while there you could make a loose, um, a loose argument for the the idea that, you know, being a pilot is a um, a, a challenging skill that requires dedication and intelligence to master, um, you know, and and therefore it's it you know it's a good 
qualification on, on anyone's resume. There's no doubt in that. I, I, I question the suggestion um, implicit in these arguments that um, being a, having been a pilot, you know, is, is a really strong argument for I will be a good senator or I will be a good judge. Um, it, it's kind of, it's a non sequitur. Um, there are lots of pilots out there and I don't think all of them are well equipped to be a judge or, or a senator. It does not follow uh, non sequitur, but because being a pilot looks cool and it, uh, it checks a lot of those boxes for people, uh, the, the campaigns will pony that out there and, and, you know, focus groups, figure out real fast that this is a good image that we need to, to put out there. But if you pay attention, you recognize that it could very well be that a candidate who has no pilot experience is <laughs> just as qualified or more. It, uh, it really doesn't relate to... So they clearly can't fly their own private jet to the meetings if they're not a pilot. So That's right. But they, they sure. could drive their own private bus. where's all the arguments for being a bus driver makes you a good candidate you know i mean they do have to take care of lots of people as well i mean i was going to say like a platoon leader or a general would be a good candidate then as well because they have lots of people that they have to you know be over and take care of stuff and administrative experience there you go that's probably a better indicator but but yeah the the pictures don't look as cool so (laughs) I don't know. I think a picture of you with a couple stars on your shoulder would look pretty cool. It it would look pretty cool, yeah. Sitting in a tank or something. I mean, who knows? (sighs) Okay, I'm taking my turn back now, Tim. One more thing. No, be quiet. (laughs) Okay, uh, my turn. Uh, I'm going to do the slippery slope. uh, Carl, if I let you have this turn... No, yeah, you'd be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Don't put so, any soap on your slippery slope. <laughs> the idea being like, okay, uh, you know, my parents need to let me uh, go to the movie with my friends because if I don't go to the movie with my friends, I won't have any friends. If I don't have any friends, I'll turn into a criminal and I'll turn into a criminal and then I'll go to jail and I'll die. Um, Carl, I thought we weren't going to talk about my history. Oh, your, your history, right. I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> Only mom and dad had let me go to the movies. <laughs> Yeah, so generally, uh, obviously not usually to that extent of, uh, but the idea that such and such leads to such and such leads to such and such and such. And while they might even be uh, connected, um, potentially even logically, that it's not logical that one necessarily uh, must happen when the other happens. So um, just because you don't, the, uh, you don't go to the movie doesn't mean you won't have any friends. And the, obviously after that, the, the rest of it is there uh, not relevant, not true, not logical. So, but uh, if you're never allowed to go to the movie, you might have a harder time making friends or that keeping is friends. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, slippery slope. Um, just that that yeah. Once you start, um, and, and you actually hear that phrase sometimes in in, in arguments saying, "Oh, this is a, this is a slippery slope," meaning once you do think uh, this thing, it will follow that these things happen. Um, and it's once a, again, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say this is a good appeal to fear, right? You um you you kind of paint that scary scenario that's not only highly unlikely but not not part of the argument being made 
But by right. by painting that in there, you can appeal to people's fears, and and fear is a very powerful um, way to to make an argument. And and a lot of these logical fallacies can be employed to evoke fear, um, which can have dire and um, you know re results. Right. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Uh, one more time around. Let's do this one more time. All uh, right, Cameron. Okay, um, I'm going to take a genetic fallacy, and I'm, I'm going to hope that I do this right. There's an example, but I don't want to use the example. I want to come up with my own example. So, uh, anyway, genetic fallacy is this conclusion is based on an argument that the origins of a person, idea, institute, or theory determine its character, nature, or worth. So, um, I'm going to say because... Einstein made the nuclear bomb. He is the most evil man on earth, or most destructive person in the world. Uh, is that? Well, I think it's more like it because Einstein was German, therefore. All right. Well, uh, well, this this is the example that they gave. Maybe I, I, oh, I missed the mark. Okay. No, no, I'm going to say the example they gave. Okay. They said the Volkswagen Beetle is an evil car. Because it was originally designed by Hitler's army. So, I mean, obviously the car's not evil, but I'm just saying, obviously, Einstein wasn't the most destructive man on Earth because he designed something or made or, something. Or, yeah, but he, he um, proposed a theory which eventually led to, yeah, the... Right, yeah, right. just because you come up with something and an idea it doesn't make you right. the, the right. most horrible person on Earth because... Right. Someone else took your idea and did something bad with it. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Tim? Oh, and I, I was going to just um, extrapolate on that. I, I think you see the genetic fallacy applied. Um, I, I'm thinking in international um, politics. You know, so, for example, uh, we'll take a, a common opponent of the United States on the international stage, China, right? Um, you know, the, so anything that China proposes or does would, um, you know, would certainly be questioned, right? But if I just dismiss it, um, it automatically because it was proposed or, or came out of China, then I'm guilty of the genetic fallacy. Um, this, this can play, this can be problematic in some cases, for example, with COVID-19. Um, you know, if, if say information coming out of China about COVID and I just dismiss it out of hand because China is an autocratic, you know, communist regime and, and very problematic, then I might miss good information or, or good ideas. And in fact, I think, I, I don't know if this was why the U.S. has had such a poor response to the COVID-19 crisis, but had we paid better attention to how uh, China was successfully dealing with it, we might have had a less uh, bumpy ride than we're having. Um, anyways, so I'm not saying that that's why the U.S. has had a bad uh, run of things, but things like that happen where I just, it, once I learn the source, um, it totally changes my perspective on the argument or the the topic. All right. Yeah. That's a good example. All right. You have another fallacy, Tim. 
Darn it. I used Final all my nuts. Well, then you ten. shouldn't have taken ooh, four ooh, in your last ooh, okay. turn. Okay, here we go. That here one, we go. Here's a good genetic right. fallacy. The world will be right again when everybody is red-haired and left-handed. Well, yeah, that's oh. not a fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> go jump in a lake, you sinister. <laughs> If, for all those other people that don't know, those are both recessive genes, and that will never happen. So, <laughs> see, it's a it's a funny pun that you have to or something. I'll be quiet now. There you go. <laughs> all right, I've got one, and this is a great fallacy: the fallacy of sunk cost. And this is where we we continue in an erroneous path. Because we need, we feel a need to justify what we've already lost or invested or sunk into that that path. And I'm trying to think of a good example off the top of my head. If, um, oh, for example, darn it, I'm just going to look one up here because. Do it. All right. So a good example would be. Oh, okay. After watching the first six episodes of Battlestar Galactica, you decide the show isn't for you. Those six episodes are your sunk cost. But because you've already invested roughly six hours of your life in it, you rationalize that you might as well finish it. Um, <laughs> and um, because you're like, well, it, and it's it's a psychological thing, because if you if you bail, then it, all that time is wasted, you know? Well, so I've got to stick with it. Otherwise, you know, I wasted it. But as a result, we end up wasting even more time. The um, next it, 200 hours or something like that? <laughs> Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we see this in investing. Um, and uh, if you're a retail investor, then you've likely made this mistake. I, I know I have, where you... Um, you know, you you start on a plan and it's or maybe invest in something and it turns out to be not a good investment, but you're you're unwilling, you, you know, you have to kind of stick with it because, you know, otherwise, if you, if you pull out, then what you've lost, that will haunt you. And so you end up, you know, doing significantly worse than than had you kind of stepped back and looked at the facts dispassionately. Yeah, that's good. Thank Probably you. through in relationships too. People get in a you get in a bad relationship and um I don't know. Anyways, what? that's what? probably probably going a bit beyond the pale. So Okay. I'm gonna hit one last one here. And like I said, this is not uh by any means an exhaustive list, nor is it meant to be, uh, but you can find a lot of these online. This is just, I think, a really useful discussion, and becoming uh, more familiar with them is always good. Uh, my last one here is appeal to pity. And so that idea generally is that um, you're trying to manipulate emotions in order to win your argument, right? So saying, um, I can't believe you cut down that tree and you're going to turn it into paper and how dare you uh, cut down that tree uh, as opposed to trying to come up with a reason the tree shouldn't be cut down. Trying uh, saying, can you feel its pain? You know, type of fern goalie. You guys remember fern goalie? Good, good move. Oh yeah. I, I do. I remember fern goalie. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I also remember our father was not a fan of fern goalie. <laughs> <laughs> 
he was not the target demographic for sure. That that would be true. Um, uh, also, on other note, uh, the Amazon is still on fire. Is it? Yes. You lose track of these things. Uh, All right. Um, okay. So before we sign off, I, here a number of episodes ago, I did uh, we did five interesting facts, and I mentioned that might be something we did again in the future, or at least some small portion of it. I've got an interesting fact, just a short one here I'd like to share before we finish up. Um, and uh, and then if Tim or Cameron have an interesting fact, uh, then we'll wrap up their uh, Logical Fallacies podcast. So this one is not a logical fallacy, but this is something I believe that people often misunderstand. And this is, uh, so if you think of the English language, um, uh, it's the case that four times as more uh, as many people speak English as a second language than speak it as a first language. Uh, so uh, you need to be aware that uh, English is uh, very much a lingua franca of the world at this point. And so be aware that uh, that's, that's really useful, but it also comes with its set of... Uh, you've got to be flexible with English because like I said, there are people coming from all types of languages speaking English as kind of a, a uh, uh, leverage point. It's a point where everyone can come together and speak uh, to understand each other. So, and I think that's the case with this podcast. I know that we get lots of uh, people listening from other countries, uh, countries where English is not the, the uh, uh, the national language or the the most uh, frequently spoken language. So to those that are speaking, uh, listening to this and English is not your native language, uh, good job. That's awesome. I appreciate uh, your ability to branch out and learn something new. So, all right, uh, Cameron or Tim, do you have any interesting facts before we wrap up with logical fallacy summations? I do. Cameron. Sunflowers can help clean radioactive soil japan really? is using this to rehabilitate fukushima almost 10,000 packets of sunflower seeds have been sold to the people in the city wow i didn't know that so there we go that is really interesting but actually I, are these are those sunflower seeds that grow from that extra tangy <laughs> uh, maybe you might glow a little bit after you eat some of those sunflower seeds but you know, I think it's worth it. <laughs> that is, uh, that we're going to have a, a coming podcast. I, I think it's going to be our next one, but let's uh, let's not predict as of yet. But we're going to have a fusion and fission pause podcast coming up soon. So that will be very uh, apropos to that subject. So, uh, okay, Tim, do you have any interesting facts? Squirrels cannot die from a fall. Well, from any height, they, like land in a pot of boiling water or something. But uh, from no height, there's no height from which a squirrel can fall, uh, die from a fall. Correct. Wow. Yeah, I suppose if you dropped one from the International er Space Station, but it would die, but not from the fall. <laughs> yeah, no. Apparently, their uh, their terminal velocity, they're they're able. You know, they can first they can control themselves and right themselves. And then they use their tails and they spread their body and their terminal velocity is actually not fast enough that they will die on impact. And in fact, they, they kind of know how to land. And, and anyways, it's kind of cool. But it makes sense, you know, spending a lot of time in trees. And, and um, but yeah, go squirrels. 
Yeah, that is that is pretty awesome. It's like a superpower. Uh, why isn't there a squirrel man out there or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Squirrel it's woman. Coming. To be fair, right. it could be could be any gender. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um okay, cool. Let's well so to wrap up with logical fallacies. Like I said, we we listed I think we I don't know, Tim took so many extra turns i don't even know how many we listed i get so excited (laughs) but um it is really useful uh to know these things uh because you want to be able to have your conclusions the things that you believe and understand uh to be based in some type of reason and logic um it is not the case that someone that employs these fallacies is necessarily wrong right just because they're employing a fallacy doesn't mean that their underlying uh, argument or conclusion is wrong, but it just means that they're arguing it in a way that it does not necessarily follow, right? So uh, if you see someone that is employing logical fallacies or someone calling out someone else that's using logical fallacies, don't uh, ha- don't uh, let that tell you, you know, don't don't have the fallacy that, to believe that that is the, the case that because someone uh, doesn't know how to argue uh, according to the rules of logic it means that they're always wrong. That's not the case. So uh, go to and uh, better uh, employ logic and reasoning. Uh, and uh, Tim or Cameron, any final words on logical fallacies or logical reasoning? I would just say recognize that these these kinds of thinking are natural to human thinking and they're natural to you. I, I suppose probably the most challenging logical fallacy would be the I don't I'm not I don't fall prey to logical fallacies. Um, <laughs> if you find yourself thinking that, then uh, <laughs> you might do with a good dose of self-reflection uh, because we all do. Um, so just recognizing that this is part of of the way that we view the world, and if you can see yourself and see your thoughts a bit better, then you're just better prepared to understand what's really going on in the world so approach it with a bit of humility and recognize that we all do it it's um and just try to be aware good Uh, i i I would agree with uh what tim said i I would say uh we are most obsessed susceptible to the fallacies that we've been nurtured with so Mm -hmm. that's what i would say that's all i think that's a good insight as well ones that we uh yeah, the ones that we grew up knowing. I think it's also the case that obviously in, in, in scenarios where we believe a particular conclusion or a particular argument uh, for some other reason, when someone's making an argument for that, we want them to be right. Uh, therefore, we accept logical fallacies uh, and we don't we don't you know, we don't dig deeper. So that's because yes. we like to be right. Even that is correct. That we are not always right. As I uh, uh-huh. as confirmation said, bias. Exactly. Yes. Confirmation <laughs> bias. Um, very uh, prevalent out there. And so uh, be aware of these fallacies. Uh, try to pick them out uh, either in our for- <laughs> in our podcasts that we've done in the, in the, in the past uh, or our future podcasts because you've got to come back and listen. Until then, um, go and be uh, more logical. <laughs>